0: The name Partake came from this idea that I wanted people with food allergies to be able to partake. But as a woman, as a first-time founder, as a person of color, through my journey, I started to see that there's a whole bunch of other people that need an opportunity to partake. And so our brand is really all about inclusivity.
1: Welcome to an all-new season of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Yay! Hey! (laughs)
2: All right, today we are going to speak to Denise Woodard, the founder and CEO of Partake Foods, a natural food company that was inspired by her daughter's experience with food allergies. A long way from where the brand started in 2017, with self-funding and self-distribution, Partake's first product, delicious, better-for-you allergy-friendly cookies, can now be found in more than 9,000 retailers. To date, the company has raised $19 million from investors. Partake was named number 45 on the Inc. 5000 list in 2022, and Denise was the first Black woman to raise more than $1 million publicly for a CPG food startup, CPG meaning consumer packaged goods.
1: So listen to this show if you want to hear how one mama turned her child's pain into a multi-million dollar business. You want to know how to start your own business without any investors, or you want serious inspo to break all the glass ceilings. Yes, the cookies are really good. Hey, Denise. Thank you so much for
2: joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Same, same. We are so excited to have you on the show today. On this show, we are huge fans of talking about amazing people, specifically women, who make their mess their message is it safe to say that that's a little bit what happened with you exactly what happened with me (laughs) and and how so So
0: the mess that I had was my daughter has several food allergies. She's allergic to corn and tree nuts and eggs and bananas. And I was really frustrated with what I couldn't find for her. And I decided to do something about it. And we turned that family problem or mess into what is now Partake Foods and created a solution for her and other families that are looking to manage through their food allergies and folks who just want delicious, better-for-you snacks.
1: So I'm celiac and Heidi has a zillion food allergies and so do her kids. So we're both very familiar with adverse reactions, but that must have been so hard with a baby. Can you kind of tell us like how you got a diagnosis? How like walk us through the process of being like something's wrong with my kid. How did you advocate and how did you get a diagnosis?
0: Sure thing. So my daughter's first Thanksgiving, she was about seven months old. She had something that had baked egg in it. And a few hours later, she ended up vomiting like 15 times over the span of four hours And we took her to the emergency room. And by the time we got there, she was totally fine. And the doctors were like, oh, it's just a bug. And then she ate something with eggs again a couple weeks later and very similar response. And I was like, okay, there's definitely something more here. And we went back to the doctor and they're like, oh, maybe it's a texture thing. Or, oh, maybe she had an upset stomach. And I was like, your mama bear instinct kicks in. and I was like, no, there's something else going on here. And so I started Facebook group looking and Googling. And, you know, that can get kind of scary going down that rabbit hole. But it also gave me an answer. And it turns out my daughter Vivian has f Pies, which is food protein induced enterocolitis. It is like an allergic reaction of your GI tract. So you don't have the typical get hives and swelling, but you vomit until you go into shock. And so we took her to the allergist and I was like, I think this is what it is. And they're like, oh yeah, textbook case of that. And so they were like, we think that she'll probably have other food allergies or potentially have other food allergies. We're going to prescribe you an EpiPen, but we can't test her for allergies until she's about one. We went back around her first birthday, tested her for allergies. She's allergic to several tree nuts, but not peanuts. And so the allergist recommended like give her peanuts as soon as possible, start exposing her. Remember this day like it was yesterday, would not wish it upon anyone. It was a Wednesday afternoon. I was working at Coca-Cola at the time. My nanny, our nanny Martha, had given Vivi a new snack that the doctor had recommended because it just had two ingredients, peanuts and corn. Immediately after eating it, her lips started to swell up, her tongue started to swell up, she started to turn blue in our living room. Thank God we had those two EpiPens. She's allergic to corn, which you typically don't test for. And knock on wood, thankfully she has been fine since then. We've been able to like she has a wonderful childhood, but I got to see firsthand how severe food allergies can be, and
2: that is where
0: the catalyst for Partake came from.
2: Oh my goodness, that is Horrifying. I've unfortunately, like, I've, I'm one of the ones with EpiPens that has my throat closed often. And I love, I think it's amazing that the allergist you went to, I kind of want their information, was able to diagnose because I feel like every time I take my children to allergists or I've been to an allergist, it's like at the end of all the scratch and the pop pokes and the prods and the bloods, it's Well, it's not an exact science. We rely on real life more than we rely on these tests and they actually won't show up if you haven't been exposed to it yet and blah, 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 you know, and it's, so it's a little terrifying for me. So I loved hearing how you figured that out. I mean, that's amazing and how you were prepared with the EpiPens and I have an EpiPen Junior and a regular EpiPen in every bag I own. (laughs) um, I love that your nanny knew how to use it. And that's amazing that there's a happy ending to this story
1: and just- I also think too, like uh, parents really do have to advocate for their children, right? Yes. Because even as someone, it took me, I mean, a million years to even being diagnosed with celiac because it's like, oh, you're a new mom. You're tired. Like, you know, that's from pregnancy. No, no, no. And like, when you know something is wrong, you know something is wrong. And like, we really do have to advocate for our children and push and push and push. So it doesn't come down to having to use the EpiPen.
0: Yeah, sure. I think that's one of the biggest blessings in disguise with the food allergies. I feel like my daughter gets to see that firsthand and to see the way that kids learn to advocate
2: for themselves after seeing their parents do it on their behalf is is one bright spot. That's amazing. I love turning that into a positive. (laughs) Okay, so... You've identified a pain point, which is the allergy thing. So I read that one of the reasons that you uh, started Partake was the whole birthday party issue. It's such an issue for my kids. And I feel like I am forever, you know, like I'm the psycho mom who literally pureed baby food, organic baby food for my own children. <laughs> so, you know, like I totally take it to extreme. My kids didn't have sugar in their birthday cake till they were six. Like, <laughs> crazy town. I'm nice.
1: like, I like, I dip French fries <laughs> in Wendy's frosties if I'm being honest. Okay. Which um, is awesome. How great that there's a balance,
2: right? But so I loved when I read that one of the reasons you started partake was the birthday party issue. Cause you wanted your daughter to have, you know, a sweet treat to, you know, fit, for lack of a better word, like fit in is the wrong word, but like, you don't want to have her feeling left out and like sad every time she goes to a celebration. And So I'm just curious, and maybe this is already in the works and maybe it's never on the table, but like why baked goods when the other half of birthday parties is pizza? (laughs) Is pizza coming up next?
1: (laughs) I'd love to
0: get across every aisle of the grocery store. I think from a practical purpose, we needed an allergy-friendly facility to make the products in. And we didn't have a lot of cash to invest. And so they could make cookies. They could make, there were a few things they could make. I think as our business has grown, like this summer, we're really excited to launch a new product that'll make it really easier for people to um, participate around the campfire. So eventually we're going to try to do all of the social events. So hopefully we get there one day.
1: I love it. Like, so, but what is your background? Like, let's talk business now. Like, were you a baker? Did you have a business degree? Like, how did you start this business? I mean, I know you sacrificed a lot, hurt a lot of no's, but talk to us about the business trajectory and and what prevented you from giving up.
0: Sure thing. So I think it was pretty serendipitous. I had spent about nine years at Coca-Cola and my last experience at Coke was leading sales for their venturing and emerging brands group. So I was working with beverage startups that Coke had either invested in or acquired And I got to see how regular people who just wanted to solve a problem through hard work and persistence and luck and all the things were able to bring their vision to life. And then when I had my own personal problem, I felt well equipped to be able to do something about it because of my corporate background. I'm a mediocre baker at best. So it was not um, my baking skills are not what got me here. But thankfully, I think it was a combination of my business background. But also when you want something so bad for someone you love so much, you will go to the ends of the earth to figure it out, and I think that is one of the things that makes for successful entrepreneurs because it's such an up and down journey that unless you have some much larger purpose that you're trying to work towards, like I, I don't know how you'd have the stamina to stay here.
1: So, what was step one? I mean, in what year was this? Like, what what year was the? When did you found it? So I had
0: the idea for Partake in 2016. I complained a ton. And Martha, who actually has some equity in our company, was like, you need to stop complaining and do something about this. And we got into the kitchen and failed horribly. And, and who life. was she? She was? Our nanny. Oh, my gosh. Martha, Martha. That's- oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: amazing.
0: Um, so she's absolutely godsend and Yes, that's how she's a huge part of the reason Partake exists today. And the first step was, if I'm going to leave a career that I love, I need to know that this is going to be a scalable business, which means I need to know where I'm going to make it and how I'm going to make it. I can't personally do either of those things. So I need to find resources in a product developer and a manufacturing facility. And so getting those two things checked off were the first two steps.
1: Do I, do I make up the fact that you're from New Jersey? Do I make that up? I'm from North Carolina, but I lived in New Jersey
0: for about 10 years. We live in New York now.
1: Okay. Where in Jersey? Jersey City? Yep. See, I feel like, so I lived in Jersey City at the time, and I think where our circles must have like intertwined, because like I would hear things about how awesome you were. Yes. Okay. So there is some Jersey here. All right.
2: Must be the persistent, Jean. <laughs> But so like back to this, like starting like step one, all the things, we've read a lot about how you didn't have any funding at the beginning. You invested in yourself, which is amazing. And I read that you sold your engagement ring, you maxed out your credit cards and all every account you had. And so what was it like? Like, was there ever a point that you almost gave up before you got your first very big yes, which I read was a very, very, very big yes, like a million dollars from Jay-Z's Marcy Venture Cap Partners. Is that true? (laughs) <laughs> that is true, um, and no, I actually, as delusional and crazy
0: as it sounds, never thought about giving up. Because as I would get to the end of that rope and be like, "How are we going to make it another day?" Something amazing would happen, and I would say, "Like I'm, I'm on the right path. Like I'm, it's going to be hard to get where we want to go, but I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to try." And I knew my daughter was watching, and it would be one thing for the business to fail, but I was not going to quit. I was not going to say, "Mom started this company to do something for you, and then got really hard." And people said no, so I decided not to. Like, I just couldn't do that.
1: When did you quit Coca-Cola? Like, when was the moment you knew, I'm far enough along that I got to make this my entire emphasis?
0: One of the biggest blessings in disguise that I got on this journey, it was a Saturday afternoon my family was at the Turtleback Zoo in New Jersey. I was Jersey. <laughs> telling my husband Jeremy like you won't believe the idea that Martha has and the gentleman in line in front of me turned around and said it sounds like you have a good idea you should enter this small business pitch competition it's called Stop the Start. It. At the Turtleback Zoo back. So I wish I knew who this man was because we would not be here today if it were not for him. Um, that was a Saturday. Guardian
2: afternoon.
0: angel. <laughs> yes, seriously. Um, that was a Saturday afternoon. The entry for the pitch competition was that Monday, I went home, I incorporated a business that I called Vivi's Life LLC, because I didn't know exactly what we were going to do other than make Vivi's life easier. And when I entered the pitch competition, I won the pitch competition, and it came with $10,000, which was great. More importantly, it came with some local press, which forced me to tell people at Coca-Cola what I was doing, which then in turn, like after lots of conversations with HR and ethics and legal and all the people, they were like, we're supportive of this. But when you have an actual product, you got to the road. And so that gave me the kick in the butt so that a year later in August of 2017, when I actually had cookies in boxes, I left my job at Coke. Otherwise, I probably would have tried to turn this into a side hustle and we wouldn't be here today. So wait, so what was in that pitch deck? Like what was the OG pitch? The OG pitch is not that different from the pitch now. It's like the options don't taste good. I don't like the ingredients aren't great and the brands aren't very cool. And there's a lot of people with food allergies and there's a lot of people who want better for you foods. And I'm going to provide a solution
1: to them. And they want to partake at parties. Exactly. Um, Turtleback Zoo is a great place to have a birthday party to all our New Jersey listeners.
2: That is very true. (laughs)
1: I love this. All right, so
2: Denise, I read that your team is ninety percent women and sixty percent people of color, which is wildly inspiring. I've never heard percentages like that before. How did you go about crafting your team? Was that your intention all along? The makeup that it is today, I feel like that's something entrepreneurs really struggle with: is trusting. Martha,
1: the CFO.
0: Martha is still a fan, like such an important part of our life, but she is not the CFO. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Just, just check it. Just check it. Sounds like Denise
1: was
2: sourcing people for what they were awesome at. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) definitely still around. Um, I wanted to create, so that the, you mentioned the name Partake. The name Partake came from this idea that I wanted people with food allergies to be able to partake. But as a woman, as a first time founder, as a person of color, through my journey, I started to see that there's a whole bunch of other people that need an opportunity to partake. And so our brand is really all about inclusivity. And so as I built out our team, I wanted to hire the best talent that was aligned with us from a mission and values perspective And it just happened to be that the leadership team ended up being all women and that our entire company is very diverse. Um, And so I will say I was intentional about making sure that we had really diverse applicant pools as we were hiring for different roles. And I wanted to pick the best people for the company and they ended up being a lot of women and a a lot of folks of color.
1: Do you have a partner or a spouse that is a part of the business or a a supporter in, in the company? So my husband, Jeremy, I will say, I don't. Th- I think it's really hard
0: to be a successful entrepreneur if the entire family's not on board. And so my husband has a full time job um, in real estate. But I remember the early days he would like leave his finance job in a shirt and tie with a Partake t shirt in his backpack and go do demos. Like he's worked more trade shows than he would ever like to admit. Um, the reason that we have a relationship with Target is because I had him hunt them down and in the bathroom line at a trade show. Like <laughs> huh. he is definitely. While he is not a full time employee, a very interesting part of the story.
1: And what about your daughter?
0: She is chief taste tester. And similarly, (laughs) I think the thing that makes me most excited is that the ceiling that I felt like existed over my head when I was a child, I don't feel like she sees that. Like she sees problems. She's like, oh, I'll start a company to solve that. Or, oh, like she just feels comfortable speaking up and like has such an entrepreneurial spirit. And so whether or not she chooses to be an entrepreneur, I feel like this experience has been really valuable for her as well.
1: Um I also so to our listeners who haven't gotten to partake can you actually tell us about the flavors of the cookies the cookies like the brand profile cuz they are some of the best cookies I think I've even gotten them at Trader Joe's Yeah, that is true.
0: We are at Trader Joe's. So we have eight flavors of cookies, four crunchy, four soft. We took very classic flavors like chocolate chip and snickerdoodle and double chocolate chip. And we made them vegan, gluten free and free of the top nine allergens and made with ingredients that you can actually understand. Um, We just launched a co-branded flavor with Ben & Jerry's that's also gluten-free and plant-based called uh, Oatmeal Dream Pie. So I'm excited for people to try that. And as I mentioned, this summer, we will also have another new snack product that is not cookies.
1: That's amazing. I'm um, hungry. How about you, Megs? I, I'm a I'm like a huge fan, and it's yeah, so we'll funny because people will often bring them to me. Like whenever I have company, people will often bring me a box and say, "Like I want to make sure you can eat too," or like so. It's 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 something that I've I like seek out all the time, but also Megs, this, this is to me. This is one of the few few
2: products that crosses over for both of us, yes. Denise. We've had so many discussions where, like, people. So I'm very allergic to dairy and eggs, and so people will bring me something gluten free and be like, "Here you go," and I'm like, "But it's got milk and eggs in it." They're like, "Oh, but it's gluten free," and vice versa no. to Megan. They'll be like, "Oh, look, it's vegan," and she's like, "So I had
1: it's got meat. I terrible. I was recovering from surgery, and someone brought me." gluten-free muffins, which were actually vegan muffins, didn't know the difference. And I was projectile vomiting with like four drains hanging out of my body post double mastectomy. I mean, it was like not fun. So I'm like, please just bring me partake cookies, clearly labeled in, a, in like that. I know I can eat. Okay. No more. <laughs> like I don't want any like scary anonymous baked goods. Just give me the partake <laughs> box. Okay. <laughs> that's where we're You know at. what's in
2: there? You can read the ingredients. I think, <laughs> I
1: mean, right. It's safer. I don't want, like, I don't want rando baked goods. Never again. Not after projectile vomiting like that. Um, I digress. Can you talk <laughs> to us about Black Futures in Food and Beverage Fellowship for students at historically Black colleges and universities that you yourself started?
0: Sure. So when you asked about the team earlier, When I was at Coke, I had a phenomenal experience, but one of the things that I was frustrated with was the lack of people of color in leadership roles. And I thought, well, if I ever start my own company, I'll change that. And then when I went to start my own company and I needed folks who had very specific experiences, the applicant pool was very homogenous. And I thought, well, there has to be a way to fix this. Um, And so we started the Black Futures in Food and Beverage Fellowship in 2020 when we were a team of three, and it's aimed at increasing diversity in the food industry and helping students get the mentorship and the access that they need to be able to succeed in the food industry. And so we've helped about 20 students find jobs in the food and beverage industry. We've had amazing companies like Chobani and Beyond Meat and lots of emerging brands participate, and we're excited to continue to develop that program.
1: And if someone's listening, how do they get your attention? to be part of that program. Take Foods
0: website. You can apply for the fellowship program. We haven't opened applications for 2023 yet, but if you follow us on social media, you'll see when the applications are open or you can follow along on our
1: website. Amazing. Amazing. And you just got certified as a B Corp. Will you explain to me and our listeners why that's so amazing? I... I
0: don't think it should be amazing. I think that should be the way that people do business. But unfortunately, (laughs) um, we haven't gotten all the way there yet. And so I think the B Corp for us just really certifies that we are here to do good, that we treat our employees and our customers fairly, that we are providing high quality, sustainable products and are focused on being a force for good in the world. And so I hope that at some point, It's not necessary to have third-party certifications to declare that because every business operates in that way. But in the meantime, we are so, so proud to be a B Corp and to join other companies that we really admire like Ben & Jerry's,
2: like Patagonia. Amazing. I feel like Megan and I could both listen to you all day long.
1: But I'd rather be eating cookies, okay?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Time, Time matters. So I want to take us to our last segment, which is called Meg's Karma Call. So I always, for obvious reasons, make Megan say it, <laughs> but I am the resident yogi. So I explained that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our amazing, inspiring guests, you, what is one small actionable item that our listeners could take for a short period of time that would yield a large result? So small action, big results small
0: action, big result for me is getting out in nature. And if in New York City, I can find a place to do it, I think people can do it anywhere, whether it's 15 minutes. It just helps me clear my mind, put things in perspective. I love to get outside um, whenever I can during the work day so that I can uh, use that as a tool. Love it. I love that. It's such great
2: advice. So everybody get outside. Also put some partake foods in your mouth. They're delicious. Thank you so much, Denise.
1: Meg, did you have something else? Yes, Denise, can you tell our listeners where to find you and where to find Partake on the gram and in the stores? What are the best ways for us to be able to partake?
0: Sure, thing. So you can learn more at partakefoods.com. You can find us across all social media at Partake Foods. And you can find our cookies at Target, Kroger, Whole Foods, and Sprouts around the country. Yay. Amazing. Well, thank you, everybody,
1: for tuning in. I don't do the send off as well as Jamie, who's not with us today. But so be I sure to follow us, you're on, the to, like, follow us off the on the Gram. Follow us on the Gram podcast. And, off the gram podcast <laughs> and like, like and follow us wherever you consume your podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Be sure to drop us some stars, too. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, thank for tuning
2: mean. in, and we will see you next week. Thank you.